Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out the latest episode of Crop Factor. Now, for more context on this episode, feel free to visit youtube.com forward slash EMT films so you can contextualize all the information that we provide on the audio experience. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook where I post behind the scenes content on everything you see and hear. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. In this video, we are taking the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 and the brand new Moza Mini MX in a head-to-head but friendly competition to see which one is the best for you. Now, before we proceed, I have been hired by Moza in the past to attend and showcase their products at their events. They have actually commissioned content for me to create for them having said that this is not a sponsored video just figured for transparency's sake i want to share that with you and ultimately everything that we showcase on this video is going to be up to you and your specific needs now having said that hit that like button subscribe down below and don't forget about the bell that way you get notified when we upload brand new videos it is no secret that both the dji osmo mobile 3 and the moza mini mx are amongst my top favorite gimbals to leverage depending on the situation. And looking at the industry, DJI is one of the most popular options right now for smartphone stabilizers. And ever since the very first DJI Osmo Mobile, they actually grabbed the industry by the neck and they have run with it. DJI Osmo Mobile 2 was fantastic and then of course they elevated their offering with DJI Osmo Mobile 3 in a brand new design. But so did Moza. Now I took both of these gimbals out for a spin to test their stability in their applications as well as handheld. That way we can see what kind of impact can each gimbal have in your footage. Everything was tested on the iPhone 11 Pro Max using the DJI MIMO app and the Moza Mini MX with both the front facing camera and the standard wide lens. Now I'm going to be real with you, the stability on both of these gimbals is phenomenal. And yes, you will notice a slight bounce if you're walking normally, but it was intentional in order to replicate the results of what just a regular person uh, would get by using the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 or the Moza Mini MX by just simply walking around. Maybe you're at the park, maybe you're at a fair, maybe you're even running. However, when ninja walking, which means that you're gonna bend your knees a little bit and then put one foot in front of the other. This is gonna improve the stability of your footage substantially, so I highly encourage you to perform ninja walking as much as possible, but if you're walking around, you're definitely gonna get really good results when comparing it to handheld. One important thing that I wanted to highlight is that on the Moza Genie app side of things, there's an option for you to turn on or off anti-shake. Anti-shake is digital image stabilization, so that means that the application will take an additional crop in order to stabilize your footage further. The DJI MIMO app has a level of digital image stabilization already in it, and it mimics the digital image stabilization on the native camera app. So I highly encourage you to turn that on in order to get the smoothest results with the Moza Genie app. Now the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 starts at $119. The only challenge is that it does not include a tripod, but if you already have an existing gimbal that does have a tripod or have a tripod laying around, you can actually get into the DJI landscape for a very affordable price. They also sell for $139, a combo that includes a tripod as well as a carrying case. The Moza Mini MX on the other hand starts at $89 flat. It does include a tripod and a pouch. Now, both prices are fantastic and very competitive, judging from the very first DJI Osmo Mobile that came out. That thing was like $300. Fast forward to today, you can actually get a fantastic stabilizer on the DJI side of things for $119. 
But Moza dropping in that fantastic brand new Moza Mini MX for $89 is definitely a fantastic option if you are starting in the gimbal game and you want to minimize the amounts of money that you spend on your very first gimbal. Both gimbals can fold, which is awesome for portability reasons. If you're traveling and you want to put it in a backpack or a suitcase or maybe you're wearing a jacket, it can fit in a lot more places than the predecessors. Now, if you're like me and you like to change the focal length and experiment with lenses like the Sandmark lenses or Moment lenses, this foldable design is phenomenal because it does not obstruct the camera. So both devices are going to perform relatively similar in terms of not being able to pick up the body of the gimbal in your frame. At the beginning, it was a little bit weird trying to figure out the way the gimbals contort and move and the way you fold them. But once you get the hang of it, you're definitely going to hit the ground running. It really didn't take that long. Now, both gimbals have gesture control, which is kind of like the attractive thing about the software on these two devices. Is a capability to start recording or on the DJI Osmo side of things to start recording and tracking. So yeah, on the DJI Mimo app, if you're enabled gesture tracking, you can actually hold up your hand in the peace sign and it will start recording and tracking you at the same time if you enable those settings. Now on the Moza Genie app, you do have the option to start recording by holding up the peace sign and then you can even stop the recording by closing your hand. The only difference is that the Moza Genie app does not track automatically. It is really easy to do it after the fact, but I highly encourage you if you are interested in that feature on the Moza side of things, track first and then use the gestures. On the DJI Mimo app, it's really not a thing. You just simply start recording with your gesture and the gimbal will track you. But there's really no way to stop it with a gesture other than getting close to the gimbal. Sometimes the gimbal can get a little crazy, so keep your eyes open for that. And in the department of actual object tracking or face tracking, I actually had really, really, really good results for the DJI Osmo Mobile in a lot of different environments, primarily on high contrast environments. And the reason why I decided to test the active tracking on the DJI Osmo Mobile with the DJI Mimo app in this specific environment it's because it was a high contrast environment. Whenever I move back, the sky gets exposed, but I get darker. And sometimes when we are in these environments, the cameras have a little bit of a hard time finding what is what. Sometimes they get blended with the environment and they lose you as an object. So I was very impressed that the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 with the Mimo app and the iPhone 11 Pro Max did a fantastic job keeping me in the frame with active tracking. On the Moza Genie side of things, it did a really good job, but it did lose me a couple times in that high contrast environment. Having said that, when moving to a controlled environment like my living room, both gimbals and both apps tracked me almost equally. So it's gonna be a matter of personal preference at this point if you're ever in high contrast environments. Let's say you hike a lot and you're always in that situation where you have trees and then the sky because you don't have anything to put the gimbal at eye level, then definitely the DJI is gonna do a slightly better job in terms of tracking in those different environments. Having said that, if you're recording at home, at a studio, or somewhere that has an even light or neutral environment, you're definitely gonna have fantastic results with either or. But let me know in the comment section down below, based on your specific environment, which one would you pick? Now, both devices and their applications have a lot of different options. The DJI Mimo app has manual controls as well as the Moza Mini MX. You can change resolution on both. You can change lenses on both. 
and different methods, of course, but there's a lot of functionality baked in on both applications. There's even Bluetooth connectivity options on the Mimo app and live streaming options as well. And you're not really gonna miss one over the other. Let's say you pick up a Moza Mini MX today, it's not like you're gonna miss out on any features that the Osmo did, at least on iOS. On the Android side of things, there's a little bit of inconsistencies. So different smartphones might not have all the modes or all the different resolution options that that phone itself can perform outside of the DJI Mimo app or the Moza Genie app. But a fantastic feature of both devices is that they can connect directly to your smartphone and operate the native camera app. And you can even use this functionality for third-party apps like Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Now, both devices have time-lapse and motion time-lapse modes. On the DJI Mimo, it's actually part of the same time-lapse menu. If you drop down, it does give you the option to select different points in the environment to have the gimbal automatically rotate. The Moza Genie app also has this function under advanced motion time-lapse. And they're both very similar in their approach. When you select the interval and the duration, it pretty much spits out the final time-lapse, just like the native camera app would do, but you do have certain level of controls for your interval, which is awesome. Make sure you get acclimated with the way your gimbal behaves because at least on the Mozami MX, since it's number one, a brand new gimbal, and I'm using a beta version of their app, the positioning was slightly different. It actually shot a little bit longer to the left than the GI Osmo Mobile 3, but it was very, very close and the results are very similar on both. Now, when you factor all this information and compare the stability, the tracking, the time-lapse and all the application modes that you have, including manual mode, time-lapses, all that good stuff, it's a really, really hard decision in order to be able to determine which gimbal is right for you because both of them are so close. The big decision-making factors are if you're using an Android device that's not one of the latest and greatest flagships devices, you might have a little bit more consistency on the DJI side of things. But if you're running the latest and greatest, performance is actually gonna be very smooth on both. So the other factor is gonna be the price. What is your budget? If we're talking stability, both of them are gonna give you fantastic smooth footage that you're gonna be able to use not only for your family videos, but maybe for your short films and the type of content that you're creating. If tracking is one of the main attractives for you, then first you have to explore what kind of environment you're gonna be filming in most times, and then make a decision based on these comparisons. That's why I'm gonna throw the ball back to you, and I want you to let me know what you think in the comments section down below. Which one is the one that based on this video and all the research that you're probably doing is the one that you think works the best for you? Let me know in the comment section down below. If you have any questions or suggestions, drop them down there. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe if you enjoy the video. And as always, thank you so much for sharing your time with me. I'll catch you on the next one.